everyone, welcome once again back to the Iconist Podcast, where the icon is, well, we're not saying it yet. Before that, we got to do what we got to normally do. Uh, so one, thank you for tuning in. I'm one of your hosts, Barry3D, you go by Barry Carter, but Barry3D, Deep Dark Delicious, hey! 112 episodes and whatever, still going strong with that joke. Uh, and as always, if you want to find out where I'm at, you can always check out Barry3D.com to see any show I'm doing live. I put all my tour dates on there along with whatever happening with our little channel here, which I love so much. As usual, I can't do this show alone, so on my side is the man, the myth, the legend, my best friend, the one that's got the turntables rocking all night long, all night, all night. Okay, uh, the one and only... DJ Rodsey. Good day, good afternoon, good morning to wherever you may be. Okay, stop it. <laughs> having too much fun people having too much fun listen welcome to another episode of Arcanus. the icon is frozen in time we won't get to that right now but we're going to do the normal the normal introductions the normal that's right we got to do a round table do. as usual because why our mama's made man is making the man and we were raised right here we mm. go so uh <clears throat> first and foremost we got to send out a shout out to all the people that support the show right so you know one support yourselves shout out to yourselves all the people that listen to the show like subscribe share rate and review don't let this show be a secret thank you for your support and please keep it coming we love it any questions you've got reach out and look at our community tab we have a community tab on our youtube page that we have polls up that you can always in comments put your polls vote and and have some fun let's let's be more interactive as time goes on i really love that too on that also um we have to i have to do a big shout out to uh support the books because without the books we wouldn't have nothing to talk about so if you're out in Kitchener, check out Wow Comics. And if you're out in Montreal, make the trip over to the South Shore. Check out Check Swings and over so and tell everyone we said hi. So if you're over at Wow, tell Wes, Ramon, Sydney, you know Chris, we said hi. And if you're over at Check Swings, please tell Trevor, Dom, Pierre, and Pierre we said hi. And if you heard about here on the Iconist podcast, two. Big round of applause and shout out to our friend Brandy Ford, the writer in the witch. She's got her radio station on uh, 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 4860 FM. I gotta, I, I know I messed it up, but there's a link down below for the writer in the wit, which is her magazine. And we will be on there soon in the future, uh, just chatting away and having a good time. Also, mm-hmm. it's coming up. We got some dates there in October. We're getting some more dates coming up. And that's with the comedy troupe I'm a part of, which is a touch of gray matter, which is myself, Barry 3D, along with Zolf Ali and Dave Sokolowski. We're going to be doing some fundraisers along also with some straight up comedy, you know, starting off once our summer vacation, so to speak. So keep an eye out for that. Those are the boys I always whirl with. And last but not least, the man that makes us look so pretty. So if you want to do something like what we're doing, first of all, we use Podbean. If you want to find where our podcasts are out, we put them on at aconis.podbean.com. You can do the same thing too. And if you're going that way, you're going to need some templates. You're going to need a logo. You're going to need all those kind of graphic mm-hmm. designs. Don't knock your head looking for a graphic designer. you got to look for the man who's the, un, who's the hidden member from our little team here. Our secret weapon on all of this going on. Rod, who am I talking about? Jay Bird Digital Art. Jay Bird Digital Arts, you tell Jason Reese that we said hi, and if you tell him you heard about him here on the Iconist Podcast, he'll give you a discount on the work that you need to get done and have it out to you in a timely manner so you too can pursue what you want to do. Do what you like. 
Okay, I'm good. Mm. I'm good. I'm good. Rod, real quick, where can we find you? Listen, you can find me on the World Wide Web, as I always say. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Rod C. Um, there you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. You can find me on the world of TikTok at DJ Rod C1. DJ Rod C1. One. The number one. Now, we won't get into that before. You are my books, man. Absolutely. <laughs> and also, the Iconist podcast, mm. because of everything with social media, we're on threads. So if, you, if you're on threads, Join us on Threads. We're on Threads. You'll find us on there. We started doing some posting on there, and we're all over social media. Sweet. Now, today on the Iconist podcast, Rod, who is the icon? The icon is Tyrex Terrible. Tyrex Tamer. Yeah. Now, if you don't know who Tarix is, you're going, you're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn, learn today. today. We mentioned him real quick mm. last week when we were talking about Galactus. Mm-hmm. Man looking for a good meal. Mm. Ah, ah. Nice. nice. Oh, geez. I know. I need, I need, I need uh, help. I need help. So, you know, Tarix, uh, is this it? So Tarix, well, he's got a couple of different names. So, uh, let's just go back this way. So Tarix the Terrible, he made his first appearance in Marvel Comics in issue of 211 of the Fantastic Four. What? Right. We're going way back. Back in October of 1979. Wow. Wow. So, you know, the writer was, uh, the writer of that script was Marv Wolfman. So, Mar- I was going to say Marv Wolfman, along with John Bryan, uh, who was doing pencils, and uh, Joe Sinnott was doing inks, and Ben Sean was doing colors. These were the uh, creators of this character. So, he went by the name of Tyros, T Y R O S. And he was actually mm-hmm. a mutant himself. So, originally, when he was brought in, he was brought in an issue to 11, he was brought in as a mutant. With limited powers over controlling like earth, dirt, but he was a you know, and he was on a planet far, far, far away, and that's where he was Mm -hmm. found. Now the whole story about it is, is at this point, for many years, Galactus had the Silver Surfer as his herald. Now before that, he had other heralds, you know, and 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 in between that too, he had Firewalker. Air Master, you know, all these other ones. And he realized there was a flaw with his logic, especially with the, the Silver Surfer really brought that to light. That all his heralds mm-hmm. had a conscience. Like, he didn't want to do bad things. The audacity. The audacity. Yeah. Oh. He, he was hungry. He doesn't care if a fly lands on his muffin. He's going to eat the muffin. Just, just take out that part and must decide real quick. Five second rule: He will eat the muffin. He would say, "Oh no, let's fly on the muffin. The muffin now belongs to the fly, Galactus. You can't eat it." And he didn't like that. He's like, "I'm hungry." Mm-hmm. He, he's the original version of hangry. So his new idea was to get someone less scrupulous. Someone with not really 
um, you know, their moral center is a little bit off kilter. Don't don't mind yeah. taking out a couple of people because I want to eat. So this is what turned around and brought him to this particular character. And he was looking around for other people and he came around. Uh, he came across Tyros. And he turned around and said, he went to the Fantastic Four and he said, hey guys, it's a guy who I want to have as my new herald. So he went back to Earth and he goes, if you don't want me to eat this planet after the Silver Surfer, you know, betrayed me, y'all pull up the ultimate nullifier, you need to find, help me get this one guy who can help me in my situation. And Reed said, good idea. We'd rather have you eat someone else's planet than ours. We, we, we've gone through that stress already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is where it kind of came into. Uh, and they went out and said, okay, well, and, and, and at the time, too, Reed also had a, a problem because he had a, another villain called the Sphinx, who you didn't build up in the original issues of Nova, the Human Rocket, Volume 1, as the antagonist was getting overpowered and they needed someone to fight him. And the only person they figured could fight him was Galactus. Cause the Sphinx could be like human size or he could be the size of Galactus, like, you know, physically. And he had the, uh, right. high stone that would give him all these powers and his origin is different. And we're not going to get into this, but the point, it was a, it was a head to head. You understand that? It was a, in this corner, <laughs> we have Galactus in a world. And in this corner, we have the Sphinx. Manipulator of magic and worlds and realms. Wait. There's Big John in the middle saying, bring it on. Are you ready? Are you ready? Fight. So this is where he came in. So Paris was a mutant on a planet called, uh, uh, oh God. I was, I will say Beijing, but it's, uh, uh Brijan. Yep. <laughs> ha? Ber- ber- yeah. Brijan, Bijan. Yeah. Ber- yeah. Brijan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. No relation to Rihanna. No, we sure. We no, sure. No, trying to take over the world. Unless you know Pundy River. Okay, we're good. Um <laughs> so this is where he comes in. He wanted to bring the Fantastic Four in to go over, deal with Tyros, help him mm. say, Hey, you should work for Galactus, but make sure they kind of work with him at first in a in a mission to kind of humble him to have him mm. in a frame of mind to work with Galactus. And he just looked at it as like, well, I'm the leader of this city-state here on my home world. What are you guys going to do for me? And they promised him more power, you know, things that can come, getting the power cosmic. And he was like, huh, I'll put Galactus? All right, cool, no problem, I can do that. In his mind, though, he's like, for long. I'm out. Yeah, he's the first person to put the blade in Galactus's back when he can. It's just that... uh. He didn't realize how strong Galactus was. So doing that kind of back and forth, that's how it, it worked out for him. And then uh, Galactus turned around and gave him the power cosmic. Hmm. And and like just like you said, like a Robbie world, you know, it's like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I love that guy, man, on, on Instagram, his stories. Uh, so that that's pretty much, in a nutshell, how his powers came to be, how he, he got there. And that's exactly it, because he was ruler of the city-state of Lanlac on a planetoid of uh, Barrage. Barrage, yeah. yeah, okay, all right, you know. And Galactus, yeah. thank you. And he selects him to be his, his next herald 
but wishes for the superhero team, the Fantastic Four, to humble him. You know, in return of the cosmic entity agrees to travel to Earth and aid the heroes against the new threat, the villain, the Sphinx. So there we go. That's that's really about it. So it was like, hey, man, you help me, I'll help you guys out. And he came across and he said, all right, cool. And he gave him the power cosmic. And at first, he, he that means it, it augmented his mutant powers. So he is a space mutant. It could be on the X-Men. Hmm. Let us sit. Let us sit there. First defense with the Shire Empire. Hmm. You know, he had minor control over Storm, and then, then it was augmented to uh, the degree because of the power cosmic. His body now, he's able to travel through the vacuum of space, black holes, move at light speed, traveling, you know, he's got all these powers. So basically, a very similar power set as the Silver Surfer. On power, par with that. Silver Surfer represents water. Barracks clearly represents stone. And they, mm-hmm. that's, his body wasn't changed to represent that. And as tough as he is, Galactus always seems like to give these guys gifts. Like Fire Lord, he gave him a flame staff. Silver Surfer, he had his cosmic surfboard. Tarax, sure. I'm going to give this guy a battle axe that can cleave through anything. Which brought me back to my thing. If Galactus was the template by Jack Kirby for the new gods, does that, and does, is, is Galactus like Dark Side? Does this mean that Tarax is like Orion? Hmm. Very good. Very good. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. Mm. That's a fight I want to see. Orion versus Tarix the Terrible. Forget Silver Surfer. That's the fight. That's the fight of two of them going toe-to-toe, and it's on. <laughs> because even though he's a bad guy, he's not a chicken. He's scared of Galactus mm-hmm. with a reason. The guy eats Valid. Valid. Just saying. Bra, like really, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do against Galactus? He gave you the power. Good luck with that. You know, so this is where the Tyrus comes in, and he goes around the world, and he feels no way. And when, even though Tyrus uh, was not a herald for maybe Galactus as long as some of the other heralds that he's had before, heralds or after, mm-hmm. you know, so that's Nova, that's Fire Lord, that's Airwalker, that's Silver Surfer himself. Out of all of them, he fed the most with Tarix because Tarix didn't care. Tarix would go to a planet and Tarix would fight the population by himself to take them down and then call Galactus to kind of say, all right, the planet's ready. Where where Silver Surfer and the rest of them would never do that. They wouldn't take away the life that was already on the planet. Tarix would show up and it's like, come at me, bro. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Let me let me let me show you what I got for you guys. What? <laughs> five across seven? the eyes. Yeah, literally five across the eyes. Holy five across man. the eyes. He's got a rebellious nature, but that's what he would do. He would show up there. He would try to take over people. He would try to um, take over, be their 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 new leader until Galactus gets there. So he would profit as much as possible using the power cosmic that he had within him. And keep in mind. He's a world shatterer. Like he's got power over stone and anything very similar around that. So he would he would do that to his advantage. And you know, at one point he would try to run away from Galactus. He knows he couldn't beat him. So at one point he tried to run away from Galactus. 
turns around, and when Galactus went looking for him or calling for him, he hid himself in a black hole. And this is where Galactus uh, recruited like Dazzler to help him mm-hmm. pull out of the black hole. And it's like, oh, hey, were you were you looking for me, boss? Oh, my, my apologies. My apologies. Uh, I, I I didn't know. Okay, uh, I'll get you something to eat. But he I ate the most. The Galactus ate the most because of Tarix. Tarix had no qualm of who was on that planet. If it was a planet that was suited enough for Galactus, he would call Galactus for Galactus to feed. And because he was afraid of him, he was not going to let him starve. But he didn't care about anyone else that was on there. So he was the most ruthless, bloodthirsty of all the heralds, which I thought was a nice change. Mm-hmm. Right, because well, he's realizing, look, yeah, he doesn't look—he doesn't look in black and white. He just basically said, "I hunger, feed me." So the directive is, uh, "I created you as a herald. Find me food." Okay, I got you, boss. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, no question. Like, like, there's no no second thought on it. So you're definitely right. He was uh It's a different type of. It's a good take because that type of character. If I hunger, your job, your sole job is to find. I don't need to negotiate with, with you like I had to negotiate with other people to figure out, you know, just to get my ends all done up. No, no, no. This, this is good. I like this. Yeah. And, and, and then finally, you know, Tarek's is smart enough that he had a rebellious nature that he turned around and said, okay, man, I'm going to take this fight all myself. And at one point, Tarek's, because everyone knows where Earth is. So Tarek's made his way back to Earth. And and even his his stature is imposing. Like when you see him, like John draws him, and you see Tarek standing there, very regal, holding his battle axe, you know, in one hand, standing straight up on a meteorite that he's controlling to help him teleport and to transport himself to Earth. And that's how he flies through the galaxy. So he goes to Earth, gets there, and tells the Fantastic Four and the and other heroes, "Is like, hey, I need you to attack Galactus and take him down to stop him once and for all." And they're like, "Okay, well, why should we?" And he took used his powers and raised the island of Manhattan to the upper atmosphere with all yeah. its inhabitants and said, either you guys stop Galactus or this planet becomes a new asteroid floating through space with everybody living on it. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? Do you comprehend? Thank you very much. I'll bring him over here. Yeah, that, that's exactly. I don't know how many people it, are. Yeah, I don't know how many people are on the island of Manhattan, but he turned around and did that. No qualms about it. And the thing is, they knew he wasn't bluffing. They knew he wasn't bluffing. What blows my mind is to show you the level of power within Tarix alone. Okay, so he used his powers to lift the island of Manhattan with all its inhabitants the upper mm-hmm. atmosphere and said, I will toss it into space and we're done. Or you do this. Let's go through all the people on the island of Manhattan at this time. Now, I'm not talking the regular, you know, citizens. Let's talk about people within the superhuman community and then understand that they all have villains in Manhattan, which is about, they're outnumbered five to one. Easy. Mm-hmm. Superpowered. So we have Fantastic Four that lives on the island of Manhattan, right? And a block over is Avengers Mansion. A block away from them is the Hellfire Club. All right. Earth's mightiest heroes, the Fantastic Four and the Hellfire Club. I know the Hellfire Club are not heroes, but they are super powered. So that's mm-hmm. who he's messing with. Along with your independence of Spider-Man, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, 
So we're talking Thor. We're talking Miss Marvel if she's there. We're talking, you know, as I said, the Fantastic Four with their friends. We're talking She-Hulk. Okay. Uh, and that's, and that's any given day. Like there already, there is, you know, the, 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 you know, Nova. There's about 200 yep. heroes in New York alone. I don't know how crime happens. And then we got to look at all the villains. Look at all of Spider-Man's rogue gallery. The majority of his rogue gallery are based in New York. So that's Octopus, that's Vulture, that's Craven, that's Venom, that's Sandman. That's some heavy hitters right there. Green Goblin. Okay. Uh, all right, the, you know the ex uh, the, the the Hellfire Club. They have all the people that work underneath them, right? That's the you know the Hellions. Okay, all right, you know the man called Nova, that Condor, the powerhouse. Okay, all right, you know the list goes on. Of how many heroes are in New York? Like Hercules, the Avengers has got the big roster. That's Thor. That's Hercules. That's Black Panther. That's uh, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. You know, yeah. Spider Woman. Captain America, Iron Man, with all his versions of armor. Right. Yeah. He, got okay. Doctor Strange. We got, we got a whole bunch of people. Oh so, gosh, I mean, I forgot about him. Doctor Strange. All right. That's another powerhouse right there in himself. You know, who knows? By the time maybe you raised the island of Manhattan, maybe you had uh, some of the X Men on there because they like to go drinking around in a bar in Manhattan. Like Wolverine's around there somewhere. Right. And if Wolverine's there, Nightcrawler's there, and Colossus is trying to talk him out of doing anything bad. Okay. 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 So, there, there we go. So there's usually about 200, and I'm not even exaggerating. There's about two. If you really went through it, you'll see about the 200 heroes on the island of Manhattan in any given time. And then, of course, you got their villains. And I said the villain, there's about five villains to each one hero. That, there's a lot of superpowered people that he just ho- hoisted up there and say, hey, either you take care of this or off you go. And they all turned right. around and said, all right, let's go and do that. And they try to attack a Galactus to try to bring him down, you know, and they've attacked his world ship. He, Galactus comes to Earth. It was a big throwout fight. They almost defeated him because he was low on he was low on food. So low food, low power, low bat, low bat. Fifteen percent charge battery, and they 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 almost beat him, but he pulls it off because he's Galactus. And then Galactus realizes what happened of who started this whole rebellion, which was Tarix. So he takes away Tarix's powers. While Tarix is in the air, uh, because you control stone doesn't mean you can fly. Just saying, uh, you may fall. Very, you know, you know, gravity takes it takes an effect at that particular moment. Just saying. Just saying is right. Let's put it away. Stone gravity gravity wins. Okay, you don't have the power to flight and sustain yourself anymore. So he fell from many, many, many stories up, and of course survived barely because of his alien physiology mm-hmm. he, he couldn't move all the bones of his body broken they wrap him up and some good samaritan took him to a hospital didn't know who he was because now he's he's not in his stone features he's back to a humanoid looking figure and they take him over to a hospital he's been in the hospital for months and months and months and months and then finally someone says hey i've got a plan where am i going to new york to find him and tracks him down Breaks him out of the hospital, brings him back to his hometown, and starts to take care of him to make to heal him up again. And that nice individual is no other than uh, you know Doctor Doom. Oh, Victor! Oh, Victor! The doctor is in the house, and when Doctor Doom is into something, he's got a plan. And Doctor Doom turned around and gave him back part of the power cosmic. 
and then said, hey, you know who's the blame for your downfall? Fantastic Four. Why don't you want to have a conversation with them, and I'll be right behind you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you start ahead. I'm just going to go to the coffee shop and get some coffee. You want anything? I'll meet you up. Just go ahead. I'll meet you. And, and sure enough, <laughs> the walking afters. Yeah. yeah. So instead of, you know, Dr. Doom stealing the power cosmetic like he did with the Silver Surfer, he just sent Tarix on with a makeshift glider, some power armor. At this point, he was Taros. Uh, once again, he was back to Taros and not Tarix. And off he mm-hmm. went. So he still had his mutant powers of controlling Earth, but it's a little bit augmented, but not as much as when he's Tarix. And when he went to fight the Fantastic Four, once again, that was a big blow fight. He got his butt handed to him, you know, to a certain degree. I mean, he really them through the paces. And it mm-hmm. seemed like he ended up dying. But, you know, no one ever dies in, in the Marvel Universe. People always um, comes back. And, and it was a great fight, though, because, as I said, he was fighting him at a, at a shopping mall. It, it, the art was really good. It was John Bryan, once again, that was, you know, illustrating that. And I love John's art. And, and of course, when you get Dr. Doom in it, that's where Dr. Doom, to me, really stood out. He wasn't there as the aggressor. He was there as the manipulator. Smart. Like, why should I take the lumps? Let this guy go and do it. Like, give him a little bit of more power and need to be able to take him down. Right. And it got to a point where the, 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 the two, the, you know, the, you know, Silver Surfer wind of what was happening. That Master 4 was getting their butts handed to him by Tyros, which is really Tarix. He went over there, and the two of them started going head to head. Now, once again, he's not at full strength. He gave the surfer a run for his money to a certain degree, and then the surfer just turned it up a notch. The only reason I think that fight was going one way is because Tyros is a fighter. He's a scrapper. He's a dictator. He's a warlord. That's what he was before he got the power cosmic. He feels no way of you know, saying off with their heads and going on about his business. Where Norn Rad, the silver surfer, only fights because he has to, not because he wants to or he enjoys it, where the other one thrives off of it. So, you know, Norn Rad as a Silver Surfer is not trying to go, as I said before, for the killing blow, but Taros is. And once Surfer turns up the aggression, well, let's just say, poof, kind of went into dust. That, that, that was it. That was it. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Done. Poof. Of course, he does come back resurrected, and the next time we see Tyros, he comes back, and you know, some scientists found some uh, cosmic uh, radiation in the dirt, and they try to use a machine to kind of cipher it out, and it brought him back, and he used, um, he used somebody's body as a host to kind of reform himself as Tyrex the Terrible. And now he was kind of, you know, he looked now like the Tyrex. He wasn't at full strength, and his first fight was in an annual of Thor with the first appearance of the New Warriors. So that's Night Thrasher, Hidden Nova, even though it's the same Richard Ryder as Nova, but they would call him Kid Nova. So it's Night Thrasher, Hidden Nova, Nemora, um, uh, you know, uh, Astro Boy, Firestar. Uh, I think that was the whole team at the time. And they went to fight Tarix the Terrible along with Thor. So even depowered, they needed the God of Thunder still there to help back up you know, uh, to, to get it back. And of course, he's come back and forth. But I really wanted to talk about Tarix because, once again, he's just ruthless. Yeah, And it was surprising that Galactus had to be in a certain frame of mind to finally turn around and say, I've taken the nice guys. I need a bad boy to help me get me fed. And to Galactus's logic, it worked. 
That was the time he he hungered the least because of Tarek's. But he was fed up of always being betrayed by him, his rebellious nature. Tarek's always trying to bring him down. Tarek's want to confront him head on. So Tarek's, as a dictator, you're not just dumb and just going to go in there and start punching everything. He's going to think of ways to do it. He's smart. Uh, and, and, that's, and that's what kind of ended his whole thing, even though he was on top of it. So I, I've been blabbing a lot. Rod, what, what was your take on Tarek's the Terrible? Listen, Tarex, he's he was, yeah, like you said, he's a very interesting, interesting character. The, we'll start off, like you said, with Galactus. Galactus realized that he needed something different. And having someone who was, um, let's, let's, let's go back to what he, could his initial, when he was, uh, when he was Tyros, he was basically the ruler of a city state of Lanax, right? So basically, you're dealing with someone who's basically a politician, someone who knows what needs to be done and basically realized, like, okay, you, you don't, you don't cut, you don't cut, you know, you don't beat around the bush. You cut straight to the source. This is what you want done, you know, for you to become a ruler or a high statesman at that time. You can, you can, you know, you're not a, you're not a softie. You're, you're, you know, you're someone who can like, who can lay it down and let people know, listen, this is what I asked for. Why are we still in the room? What? Listen, meeting adjourned. Why, why are we still in the room? I decreed something. Go. So, um, I, I, I like that, that, that basically that particular mindset, Galactus has someone who basically said, you know what? I need someone who is ruthless. But he realized I need to humble him a little bit, just in case you have this. You have the twinkle in your eye that you may just be a, you might be a little bit too crazy for me. But I'm gonna watch you. I'm gonna give you the powers. So to me, that was great. So I liked that. I liked it from that standpoint. And like you said, when you when you actually see the imagery of him, he's no small guy. He's no, you know, you know, fit tone type of individual. Slim, you know, cut. He's a He's a beast of a man. He's a beast of an individual, humanoid who's just basically like, oh, oh, the tamer, the tyrant. Oh, he he doesn't look like. I don't think we can talk to him. I, I think he's just here to hurt people. Run hither and yonder. Run to the That's exactly it. So he just gave you that type of imagery. So I I liked it that basically I need a herald who can basically get the job done. I decree and declare, I hunger. Can you get the job done? All right, boss, I'll be back. <laughs> boss man, I'm gone. Boss man, I got you. I got you, boss man. Gone. Do what he has to do. Yeah. Come back and he's like, listen, I got a place for you. Listen, go up the street, make a, make, a, make a left at the lights, and there's a planet. While you're doing that, I'm going to check someplace else. I heard something on the other side of town. I'll be back. Bam. Gone. No questions asked. So I like that type of, you know, scenario that we've had, you know, we're seeing a herald who is rootless and who just gets the job done. But Galactus is smart enough to realize I can see the twinkle in your eye. I may need to just bring you down a notch. Because if I add the cosmic, you know, the power cosmic to you where you are, it's going to, you know what? Here's a good example. Like when you watch the, the Captain America first Avenger, when they right. say when you get the super serum, it basically enhances who you are, your qualities at that time. It just gives you yes. that qualities ten times full. 
What happened to the Red Skull? The Red Skull was a devious person. And he was just 10 times fold much more than that. Steve Roger was a good individual. Good, good man. Good man of the, you know, good man of the land. 10 times more. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. So Galactus realizing this and realizing, yo, uh, I can, if I give this boy the power cosmic, I think he can get the job done for me. But I'm going to have to watch out for him. So let me knock him down a notch and then, you know, let him expand at that level so I don't have to worry. Which is, guy's a good leader. He's a good, he's a good guy, the, the Galactus guy. He's a good guy. He understands what he wants done. So I, I would see that that was a great thing in that regard. And again, when you start to see the way he's drawn, the imagery and everything like that, you get that new gods type of feel of, uh, you know, persona. That's just someone that, you know, oh, we, we, we dealing with some, we dealing with something, we dealing with someone right now. So everybody's favorite, you know, you know, favorite bad guy. You, if you're a bad guy, but I think I want to like you. There's something about you I like. I like the twinkle in your eye, dude, son. You go, you go, you go in places. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> being around the bush, doesn't say that. Um, you go in places, and that's what I want. So, again, I I like Tarex for that. Um, he's he's a he's not a complicated man. That's how I look at it. He's not a complicated no. man. You see, you hear the stories. He's just like get the job done. He's the enforcer. Again. These small little things you say, but you start to realize it. Galactus is a gangster. He's a big, you know, the big mob. Like, like I send my enforcer ahead of me to get the job done. I got you, boss. When they see him flying up, like, oh, snap. Terex is here. People run to the hills. The hills can't save you. Because why? I have earth-bending qualities. Hmm. Uh, right. <laughs> it was a special. I was a special guest in the in the last Airbender. <laughs> I'll bring. I'll bring. I'll bring the mountain. Go to the mountain. Hold a second. Mountain, come <laughs> to me. What were you saying? Were yeah. you trying to run away from me? Oh, uh, that's what I thought. Is Swallow Plymouth me. Rock coming to us? Yes, it is. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's what the fun that, thing about this character is, man. He's just 100%. devious. Like, as I said before, right? Love to see a throwdown between him and Orion. Okay, let's let's put it now within the Marvel universe. I would love mm. to see, you know, more of Tarix. Then not depowered. I want to see more of his adventures as Tarix because a lot of times he started his own armies. When Galactus was feeding on one planet, he went to another planet, started his own armies, his own dictatorships, and take over that way. And there's a lot of spacefaring planets out there. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I didn't see him more in stuff like, uh, as you put it, you said the Shi'ar before. Uh, how come he didn't show up more to those planets? Because uh, what do you, what's the Shi'ar going to do against him? Like, I would love to see, uh, oh my gosh. I, I can picture the character's name there from the, uh, 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 he's got a mohawk. And I talk about him all the time. Oh, um, oh, I the Shi'ar, the Imperial yes, Guard. Yes, the Imper- yeah. The- that's... Right, see, this is what happens when we go mind blank sometimes, people. So Tarek's taking okay. on uh, one of the Imperial Guard. Oh my god, they're, they're a version of their Superman character. And he's got a mohawk, a red cape. He's got the... Okay, I'm going to have to go to this. Yeah, I was just trying to make a point there. Uh, Imperial Guard. Da, 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 da. Uh, let's see here. 
Uh, and we do Marvel. Yeah, you see, sometimes when the gray matter goes, the gray matter goes. They, you know, and, and then see who's Marshall Mighty. I know I'm going to pick my Gladiator. Uh, Gladiator. Thank you. That's what I bought them up my mouth. Literally the same. Gladiator. That was it. They got the same color skin color. They got the same, you know, uh, color in their costumes, the red and the yellow and, and, and the grays. So, Gladiator with talent. So that, that's the fight that needs to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why did not that happen before? I don't know. And this is like, I'm talking old school Gladiator before they retconned some of his powers or, no, I, I want to see that fight. Uh, why is it Gladiator that keeps Gla- that keeps Tarix away? I don't know. Hmm. And that's it. Tarix is a politician. He, he's a dictator, but because he's a dictator, he is a politician. He is a war-minded person. So he understands tactics and strategies, be it on the battlefield and off. And everything is always a gain for him. He's always looking to have mm-hmm. an advantage. He's not cowardly. He knows his powers and he knows them very well. And I think he 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 really loves using his powers a lot more than the other heralds did. The other heralds just like being in space and free and said, "Hey, save my planet." He's like, "Whatever, uh, take it down. I'm going here. Take this one down. I'm going here." By the way, I've got my own army, Galactus. Oh, they're not tough enough to fight you. All right, you know what? Just eat their planet. I want to find another who's going to take you down. I, I need someone who's I'm stronger than just by smidgen. But dumb enough to right. follow me that I can lead them and lead from the back and pull the Cobra Commander. Fight you later! Uh, because I don't want you to take away these powers because I'm enjoying them too much. Right. Okay, so we've got that covered. I think Tarix, even though he hasn't been used as much as I would love to see him used, here here it comes down to, Rod. How, how would you like to see Tarix portrayed going forward? Or, you know, what, how, what, what, how would you adapt Tarix into the world? Of the MCU. the MCU. I would actually like to see him live action. Now, here's right. here's the reason why. Because we've had we've had a, a character, an IP, Horg, who was basically similar type of structure, same similar type of build, you know, you know, a, a rock, you know, like a, a rock humanoid type, a purple type of humanoid type of scenario. I'm just trying to get the the, the, the reference there and we like what how, how Korg looked like we like how Korg looked like and I would like to see a live CGI it'll be CGI but have him interacted with live indiv- individuals I say it will look perfectly showing the ability that you have you know his you know his earth bending skills his earth manipulation you know able to move the you know plates and, and create earthquakes and all that kind of stuff I would like to see that and I think it'll actually look good having that realism, that real type of dust falling as everything. Yeah, it's just to me, I think I would like to have a, a full battle fighting, like, you know, fighting Captain Marvel, you know, fighting Gladiator, and you're just basically doing stuff, awesome. grabbing Earth and just throwing good, throwing ragdolling, ragdolling all over the place. So yeah, I would, I would, I would like to see that. And now, because it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be physical human. It's going to be CGI. But that's mm-hmm. the only way you're gonna you're gonna have you have to get that same type of body mass. You have to look upon him and and literally the audience have to look at him and have we really got we really have to deal with him. <laughs> that's 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 the that's the part I wanted. Um, similar to the same thing. Oh, Lord. 
help me be Thanos. Um, not Thanos. Thanos is one, but but Thanos one of Thanos um Harold, like oh one, yes, the one who had the, who came down with the um with the with the the the, the hammer, you know, and Spider Man oh, first meets Ronan. Him. Hey, Mister Spark, huh? You're Ronan. You mean Ronan the uh. The not Ronan, no, not Ronan, not Ronan, not Ronan. When no, no, Ronan my life person. Yeah, okay, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I know you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, hey, Mr. Spark, how are you doing? Like, who's this guy? He's here to steal a wizard. That individual in that that battle, I wanted someone like that. Basically, you looking like thing. <laughs> dig deep, dig deep, dig dig deep. Dig deep. Okay, let's go. <laughs> that's that's the imagery I want. So I want to <laughs> have that. And with that, I want to have someone who basically can do. The two persona. So I okay. want him to have the ability to speak and first make us, you know, hear Tyros and then have the ability to voice change and become uh, Terax. So the person I right. wanted to have as that person would be uh, his name again, Carrie Payton. Carrie Payton, he does a lot of voice work. We know him for a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, we can say from he's on Young Justice, he's Aqualad, he's Cyborg on Teen Titan, he is Black oh. Simpson on Invincible, right? But here's where I want to get the transition. He's also, this is the same individual who was um, in Walking Dead, who played a king with the uh, with the White Dreads. Oh, the, the one that had the, the uh, so, yeah, the tiger. Okay, you're talking him. Yes, so that's that's the same that's the same person who's at the voice. That's oh. him. So because he has he's played that type of character who was a politician, you know, a, a leader. A, a, this right, realm right, he right, was right. playing a king. Now he really wasn't a king. He was really just um, he was a zookeeper, if I remember correctly, and he just mentally kind of said, you know, yes, what? he played uh, Ezekiel, just, King Ezekiel. Yes, Ezekiel, Ezekiel. That's it, King Ezekiel. So. He played King Zico. So this is to me where he's going to have that transition of having the the voice aptitude of being a little bit rougher than King Zico, but still having the the politician type of conversation like Aqualad from Young Justice. Okay. That's where it's at. But then because he's a voice actor, he will be able to give you that base, that bottom end kind of conversation when he now turns into Terax and just says, I'm taking you out. Sign over your wills right now. Just, just get yourself, get your house in order. I'm giving you time. Although it really makes a difference because the plan's gonna be dead afterwards. But I'm giving you the opportunity to feel that you actually have a chance. You don't got no chance. No chance. No chance. No chance. No chance in hell. That's right. So, love it. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I want, I would like to have uh, Kyrie uh, Peyton as my voiceover for Terax. Well done, sir. Well done. Touche, sir. Touche. Touche. Yeah. Chip, chip. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> so I like that. I like that because I see what you're going with in your vision. Okay. So here I am. I'm going to turn around. We're going to fan cast it. So you got your fan cast. That was your fan cast, your vision for it. So with you, uh, I want someone that's live action. I'm going to go with that for sure. My introduction mm-hmm. to Tarek's uh, a terrible. I know a lot of times that when the Fantastic Four, they always bring in the Silver Surfer first and then they bring in Galactus because they go with that whole kind of storyline dynamic and all that. Uh, I would change it up because I know the MCU diverts a little bit sometimes from the source material. So here's my diversion to kind of make it fit to bring in Tarek's. 
I would bring him in in the sense of instead of the Silver Surfer scene as a, a fallen angel, so to speak, I would bring them in as kind of a Cain and Abel scenario and write it that way, mm. right? Not Galactus. And instead, why have one Herald when you can have two doing the work for you, right? And then his logic would be of, well, I got one that has a social conscience and I have one that has none. Let me see who can help me feed the most. Silver Surfer, let Silver Surfer yeah. still come to Earth, discover Earth first, kind of go through an arc that way within a Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. And then him realizing, hey, we can't have, I can't have the Earth be sacrificed for Galactus's hunger. You guys are a growing planet with thoughts and feelings. You remind me of my home planet. I can't have this done. So in the sense of, instead of this, because it seemed always seemed a little bit out of character that Silver Surfer came to Earth, summoned Galactus, then got to know them, then had Sue Storm kind of make change his mind, and then he wanted to stop Galactus, right? That always seemed a little bit out of character for what the Silver right. Surfer would represent. So my vision, Silver Surfer comes to Earth, right? Getting ready to send the, the beacon, he, misunderstanding, he fights the Fantastic Four because you always have to have heroes fight. He realizes what's going on and then say, huh, okay, guys, you know what? And, and half this is a part one of a movie. Okay, have to, like I said before, Galactus shows up in a Fantastic Four movie. It has to be like a trilogy, Fantastic Four. The last movie has to be in two parts. Part one is Arrival of the Silver Surfer. Go through that, them trying to stop him, them trying to uh, deal with it, and have Doom in there trying to kind of stole somewhat steal his powers as a sub-story. Right? Might be a lot going on, but you build up to it. Then he decides, well, I'm not going to send the beacon because I don't want you guys to get taken out by my master. I got to find a way to make sure you're never discovered. And they're like, well, once you don't, and you know, Fantastic Four, if you don't send the beacon, we're good. And he's like, no, there's no. another guy I work with. And then it's my co worker. <laughs> exactly. Flash over to Tarix and have it play out that Tarix would almost follow. Norrin Rad, so he would follow the Silver Surfer, and if oh, the Silver Surfer didn't call Galactus to a planet, and he would leave, Tarix would turn around and call Galactus, because he doesn't care if there's people there or not. He's just going to say, hey, I'm going to let Silver Surfer do the hard work, but I'm going to profit. So for every five planets that Silver Surfer discovers, he might only call Galactus once. I'm going to wait till he leaves, and he thinks the planet is safe, and when I know he's away and I can't sense him anymore... I'm going to call Galactus and let Galactus eat the other four planets. So when it goes back to it, it's like, well, Surfer, you provided me one planet out of five you find. And uh, Tarex, you supplied me four out of five Four planets. out of four. You know, four, four out of four. Out of but at that time, you did four. So you only tell four. be like, four, one. Tarex, you, you get, you have special exactly. thing with me today. And then, you know, and, and of course, you know, that to me would start the fight between the two of them because Silver Surfer's like, what do you mean? He goes, remember this planet? Yeah, well, you said no, but Tarix called me, and that's how I found that planet, and I drained it. Uh, when you found this planet, you said no and flew off. Tarix called me, mm-hmm. and I drained that. So now that sets up a proper dynamic for this conflict for the Silver Surfer to be finally mad Tarix for having those planets drained when he said not to. And for him to look at Galactus a certain way saying, hey, I was working for you, find new planets to save, you know, um, the find and he, and, and really put into the fact of, well, surfer, you're better at finding the planets, but you're bad at making the final decision on if I should eat or not. So I need someone that's less scrupulous and would still call me regardless of what. So that's mm-hmm. my whole setup. So my silver surfer come in there, go through the whole thing of earth part one, 
Parrick shows up and it's like, and, and Bart 2 says, hey, I'm calling him. This is a really rich planet. I can't wait till the surfer leaves. I'm calling Galactus now. That leads into a fight. Yep. Right. That mm-hmm. would lead into a fight of Silver Surfer fighting Galactus. Sorry, Silver Surfer yep. fighting Tarax. Fighting Tarax. Tarax. Yep. Sorry, yep. Silver yep. Surfer yep. fighting Tarax first with the aid of the Fantastic Four. So this could be also maybe part one in a movie. Part two, or or, or 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 how you want to split it up, right? And then it leads into Galactus finally showing up. And then the Silver Surfer is going to team up with the Fantastic Four. The Watcher comes in. This is where the Ultimate Nullifier comes in. But Tarex is still working for Galactus against Silver Surfer. He's working with Galactus against the Fantastic Four, against the Watcher. So he's fighting still for the side of Galactus only because he doesn't want to lose the power cosmic and he's afraid of get get taken away. So that's his sole motivation is self-preserving. So that's where I think this story should come in because that's in my mind how it make more sense, right? Not a bad, not a bad thought, not a bad. Thought. Right, like yeah, we we talked about Silver Surfer before on Galactus, but now that we add Tyrex to the conversation, yeah, I, actually, this storyline actually sounds really nice. Yeah, that's a Cain and Abel situation. We know Galactus is that godly figure, okay, and one is good, one is evil, and they have their ideologies that are fighting, and this is why Silver Surfer would not call him. This is why Tyrex would kind of underhandedly call him. Who profit mm-hmm. and look good in everybody's eyes. Now, being said, a lot of times I feel that when these people, when people get cast as characters, I wanted to go really outside the box. So I'm not gender swapping or anything like that at all. But I think mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and have it, and it's just like how the artists are, and I'm not knocking it. I really wanted to go on a limb here with Tarix. So this okay. time with Tarix, I would cast an actor named, uh, Sunil Shetty, S H Rachiti. I know how it sounds, but it's S H E T T Y. He's a big Bollywood actor. He does a lot of action movies. I like when he speaks. If you see him, he's got the hair, he's got the beard, and he looks really good when he has a beard. Um, he's a little bit of an older actor, but his physique is sick. He does action movies already in Bollywood. He's huge in Bollywood, and even when he speaks, you know. When he's speaking English, he's got that accent to it, that Indian accent, which I would not change. Because we're now, you know, we're always thinking every time we think medieval, it's always an English accent. If it's someone in outer space, it's an English accent. Who says outer space always has to have a UK English accent? Why why can it not be an Indian accent, which I think still has a presence when they're Mm -hmm. talking this guy has played action heroes. He's played villains. So that's his, it's his full name is S-U-N-I-E-L. And his last name is S-H-E-T-T-Y. And he's got that jawline. He's, that's it. He's done action hero movies. Good guys, bad guys. I think he would bring a different spin being Tyrex. And, and Tyros. So have him as Tyros, human form as a dictator. Okay, we're good to go. And then when he gets the power cosmic, all right, then update his look a little bit to make him Tarix. Now, is it going to be total CG or some makeup? Because I looked at when they did um, Ronin, the Inquisitor. He was just in costume and human with makeup on and so forth. So physically, he wasn't as big as we're used to seeing how Ronin is depicted in the comic books. But I think it was nice to kind of get away from the CG. So I would see him 
doing Tarek's with makeup, costume, give him the battle axe, let him have the powers. Because just, you know, I know as watch reading a comic book, if someone can lift 100 tons, they got to look like they can lift 100 tons. But then you look at the Silver Surfer, he's a very slender person who can lift 100 tons. So not everyone has to be overly physically impressive, uh, you know, like 400 pounds, rock like a wall. That's how it's drawn. But in real life, I, I would say give him the costume, the makeup, you know, don't tell him to use an American accent. Don't tell him to use a British accent. Let him talk in his normal voice. His normal uh, for him, his normal dialect, his normal accent it would add more to the character. They hear, he's like, Who are you? I am Tadix the Terrible. You have no idea what you're dealing with today, my friend. Oh, jeez. You know how cutthroat that sounds? I'm not making fun of that. I'm no really. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. It can, it can be, yeah. When, it, when you hear, you know, people from India, they get upset, they get mad, or they're making threats. That sounds even more menacing. Let's use that to sell the character. Let him really get into the role of being the bad guy and sticking with it. There's no like, really redeeming qualities. He's self-serving. That's where he comes in. And that's who I want to see play Tarek the Terrible or Tarek okay. the Ter- Tamer. Okay. Sounds sounds good. All right, cool. So that's that's a good take. Yeah, I, I like I like the you know the different the different um point of view and a different you know aspect of again everybody always thinking that it has to be a north american type of dialect and stuff like that so definitely listen there are many many different actors many different cultures many different people on this planet who can fit the role you know let's let's yeah, let's and he's know, huge broaden it up I think, yeah no i'm good with that i'm definitely good i like i like i see your vision i see what you're saying that's right, so that, that's my storyline, that's my vision, and, and this is where Tarix fits in. And then, like you were saying, Tarix fighting Gladiator, if Tarix dealing with the Shi'ar, that, that's a great way to, to have Galactus or Tarix, or even Tarix in his own Disney Plus series. I'm looking for things for Disney Plus for Marvel. Okay, you want to get away from some of this stuff? All right, let's, let's get away from Earth for a bit. You know, there's a whole lot of in the galaxy that's going on that he can have his own standalone miniseries of Tarek's the Terrible on Shear, finding dealing with the Skrull planet. Like, well, I mean, in the MCU, it's not there anymore, but other planets mm-hmm. similar and bringing some of the other races that we've seen in the last Thor, um, you know, the Thor movies, right? Because that's where they kind of touched right. on them, lead up to them and, 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 and go into those and see what happens to them. Really following him from beginning to end from Tyros to have flashbacks to him. How did he become a dictator? How, who did he have to fight? Who did he have to outsmart to be the, the, the dictator on his planet, that city-state? And how did he keep that state in fear of him and others at bay up to the point he became to, to, So there's a lot there that we can expand on without depowering the character. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's my two cents. All right. Listen, any any is, other last words there, Rod? Um, you know, I I think you know I think we've 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 I think we've done a good a good a good take on on Antarex and just giving our our viewpoints on this character. It's always good to have um to build on IPs that you know, like you said, we always we always like to bring IPs that you know that normally everybody doesn't think about, and this character. Yes, he is 
not per se a villain per se, but he is a character who has, you know, who has a very mean, you know, who's very devious. That be, you know, those type of characters you don't, it's not normally portrayed or brought to the for- forefront. Um, if they're doing something by themselves, this is a connected with this, this IP is connected to a larger IP, Galactus, Silver Surfer being a herald. So he has, he has a foot place, a foot stamp in the MCU. Listen, as we are saying, we're now talking about bringing in, uh, Fantastic Four is making their, it's now coming around the final bend to make their appearance. Uh, when that does happen, you know, we're going to open up that lane of Fantastic Four IPs. I can definitely say, yeah, Terrace could definitely be there in that realm and be able to make it come to the forefront w- without a problem. Could easily sure. be brought in without a problem. For sure. As I said, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that I'll, I'll agree with you 100%. And I mean, if they, when that Fantastic Four movie comes around, we'll see how it is. I mean, hopefully they just do a flashback origin. I would love to see movie one deal with the Mole Man, movie two deal with Doctor Doom, movie uh, three and part one and two deal with Galactus with Silver Surfer and Tarix. And that's how I'd wrap up their trilogy mm-hmm. altogether. Here we go. You know, from, from the low Earth to on Earth to outer space. That's the way they should deal in the Fantastic Four. Well, mm-hmm. on that note, it brings us to another episode, a closing of the episode of the Iconist Podcast. I want to thank everyone for tuning in, watching, listening, like, subscribe, share, and also please check out our community tab. Scroll down. We have a lot of polls that still need to be answered and clicked on, and one click makes the difference. And, you know, uh, let us know what you think. And, you know, maybe you agree with what we pick. Maybe you don't agree or you have a different person in mind that we might have not, or a different version we didn't see. So please let us know. We get back to everybody. We appreciate it so, so much. And, of course, if you can, check out our Patreon page, too. Don't forget that. And I've got some other stuff in the future coming up. So uh, hopefully you'll see me sooner than later on on doing some video game streaming on Twitch or Rod DJs. Okay, Rod does the DJing. I'll play video games. There we go. This has been the Iconist Podcast. On behalf of myself, Barry3D, and my cousin, Rod C. Rod C. We wish you a good, good, good end of day, beginning of day, whenever you choose to listen to us. And remember, this whole world was created by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. To me, my battle axe. No, actually, I don't know if it can come like that. Does uh, he, he probably could call it. I, I was thinking more to me, my knife and fork. I got to get to the Mandarin buffet and pretend I'm Galactus. Oh, bro. Yeah, well, that's a good idea.